Welcome into another episode of Locked on Phillies. In today's episode, we're previewing pitchers and catchers reporting. They report tomorrow, but today we'll talk about the big storylines for starters, relievers, catchers, and some non-roster invitees for this year's spring training for the Phillies. So that'll be interesting. And plus, we're 44 days away from opening day. The countdown continues. Who's the best 44 in Phillies history? Well, we'll break it all down on today's episode of Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You know the drill, it's Locked On Phillies. I'm Connor Thomas, your host. Thank you so much for checking us out. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube. All that really helps us out here on Locked On Phillies. So appreciate everyone who's done that and everyone who's going to. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers, join today and you'll get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on to get started. And tomorrow is Valentine's Day. And while a lot of people think that's a celebration of love, we love it for a different reason this year. Because pitchers and catchers report to Clearwater for Philadelphia Phillies spring training tomorrow, Wednesday, February 14th. We're a day away from myths popping down there in Clearwater. And it's going to be awesome to just... Keep track of all of the storylines. So what I'm doing for you today is I'm going to jump into some of the main storylines I'm focused on pitching-wise as we draw one day closer to tomorrow, which is when pitchers and catchers report. Let's start with the starting pitchers because this is the easiest one in the world for me. There's no doubt in my mind what the main storyline is for starting pitchers for the Philadelphia Phillies in spring training. It is will Ranger Suarez be healthy through the spring. The past two years, he's had issues. When you talk about 2022, he had issues with the visa situation coming back into the country. When you talk about 2023, this past year, he had issues with a forearm strain that he suffered pitching in the World Baseball Classic, or rather trying to pitch in the World Baseball Classic. I believe he got it before he appeared in any of the actual tournament games, but he's had slow starts to the year. Injured list Uh, that same year with the visa, he was like sick. He had some sickness that kept him out for like a week and a half or whatever. Like Ranger Suarez has been one of the least lucky Philadelphia Phillies when it comes to spring training. And this year, his role is going to be hugely important. This pitching staff is good, but are they great? A lot of people would argue that they're not. I would argue that they are. I have a lot of faith in this pitching staff. I like Nola. I like Wheeler. I think Tywan Walker had a down year, and the 15 wins he compiled show you that he's got the ability to eat innings. Now, if he's eating innings at a much higher uh, level of quality, well, that's even better. The guy's going to be a monster this year, and he's had really good seasons before. And then Christopher Sanchez, the sky's the limits for the kid. Uh, I really like what I saw from him last year, and I don't mind him at all as the fifth starter on this team. But the linchpin of all of it, right, 
is kind of Ranger Suarez. I know what I'm getting out of Nola and Wheeler. I know they're going to be quality enough pitchers to play up to the amount they're being paid. Nola's up and down. This is supposed to be an up year. That's something else we'll talk about in just a second. But the back-end guys, Walker, uh, Sanchez, you're like, okay, we can get something out of these guys. But Ranger Suarez could be the switch that's flipped that turns this uh, rotation from good to great. If he's the sub-two ERA over 100 innings Ranger Suarez, that he was the last time that he got a full spring training in, lights out. Stop the count. The Phillies are unbelievable. They're going to compete for the division. They're going to be a probably high 90s win baseball team. They're going to roll. If Ranger Suarez is a four-plus ERA guy, well, they're going to be around 90 wins again. I, like That's the difference made on this team. And they'll make the playoffs either way. But my point is you could go from uh, contender to, oh, the Phillies are really good this year type of team, where the past two years it's been, Ah, the Phillies are good, but the Braves are better. The Phillies are good, but they're not making the postseason or they're going to be a wild card team. Like, And then the Phillies had the surprise. This year, I think Ranger Suarez would be a really big part of the puzzle, especially starting pitching-wise. He is the biggest piece of the puzzle when it comes to stepping up for the Philadelphia Phillies. And honestly, all I want to see, just be healthy through spring training. I think that's all you need. I'm not changing too much about what the guy does on the mound saying be prepared, be healthy, and that would also help with the Phillies' slow starts as a team. I brought up Aaron Nola. Let's go back to Aaron Nola because this is the other big starting pitcher um, kind of storyline that I'm looking at. You re-sign Aaron Nola after a rough regular season but an outstanding postseason. Is he going to be a guy that is just in the regular season, you don't know what you're getting, and in the postseason it's worth it, or – Is the up-and-down trend for Aaron Nola going to continue? It seems so unlikely that that's just a career-long trajectory for Aaron Nola. One year he's great, one year he's terrible, one year he's great, one year he's terrible, and that just continues, what, until he stops playing baseball? I find that very hard to believe. But if you do buy into that, this would be one of the up years for Aaron Nola, one of his good years. If he has... A better think about it. The Phillies, uh, they were the top wild card seed this past year. Slow start. Ranger Suarez out with um, the forearm soreness, so they were down a starter for a lot of the first part of the season, first couple of months. Reese Hoskins tore his ACL. Aaron Nola was terrible. Like Trey Turner was slumping like crazy. Kyle Schwarber couldn't hit the broad side of the barn for two months. They had so much going against them, and they still found a way to be the top wild card seed. Like, if stuff breaks their way, they're going to be in really good shape. And Aaron Nola having one of those up seasons would be a break in the right direction. It would also really justify the amount of money he was given this offseason and the re signing that Dave Dombrowski and the Philadelphia Phillies agreed to when it came to Nola. I know there's still some folks out there that are not fans of Aaron Nola that don't think he should have been back would have been totally comfortable with the Phillies letting him walk. I think that's silly simply because I don't know who else you're getting that's that quality for that price. Seemed to be a little bit of a hometown discount on the deal. And also a guy we're familiar with here with playoff experience that looks really, really good on the resume. Excuse me. That's what Aaron Nola brings to this team, and that's why he was re-signed. And you want to stick with the guys you trust and – He's a guy that's now the longest tenured Philadelphia Philly, I believe, uh, now that Reese Hoskins is a member of the Milwaukee Brewers. And I, I, I look at it and I say, 
okay, if Nola has an up year, if Suarez is healthy, I believe in Wheeler easily. I believe in Tywin Walker to do his job. He doesn't have to be great. Just do your job as the fourth pitcher. And Christopher Sanchez is another one of like, what are we going to see? That's a smaller storyline because your fifth starter rarely is the impactful point of the season. But if Christopher Sanchez is what he was last year in the fifth starter spot, the Phillies are in really good shape. So there's a lot of stuff that could break their way. There is some stuff up in the air when it comes to the starting rotation. Ultimately, I think this is a top, let's just call it top five rotation in baseball. I do. You got two guys who could be number ones a lot of places in Nolan Wheeler. Uh, you have Ranger Suarez, who is a playoff performer with a high ceiling. Tywin Walker, who had 15 wins last year. Christopher Sanchez, exciting young pitcher. Like everyone who's calling for them to up the pitching, I look at it and I say, wow, I really like where this team is at already when it comes to the starting rotation. If they added someone, I wouldn't be mad. <clears throat> and they still might, but I just look at it. Excuse me, my voice is gone. <clears throat> I just look at it, and <laughs> there we go. And I say, this is a talented rotation with a lot of guys that I trust. And I feel very good about what they're going to do in spring. And once we roll around the March 28th and they play the Braves and get into the regular season. So those are the starting pitching storylines. Coming up, we're going to have a little bit of a discussion about the biggest relief pitcher questions for the Philadelphia Phillies in 2024 spring training. So we'll get into that coming up as we continue today's episode of Locked on Phillies. All right, let me tell you about passion, drive, and patience. What do those words mean to you? Because I think it's what brings home the winning trophy. And it's also what keeps your automobile alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. They got superchargers. They got roof racks. They got exhaust kits. They got LED headlights. They got so much more. Listen to this. 122 million parts for your vehicle are available at eBay Motors. They've got you covered whether you like speed, power, or style. You're always going to find exactly what you're looking for. And they've got eBay guaranteed fit, which means your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. All the parts you need, all the prices you want, I mean, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. All right. This conversation is going to be interesting because the bullpen is kind of tricky to evaluate right now. I think you still need to add somebody. I don't know when they will. I don't know if they will. But I still think the Philadelphia Phillies need to add more proven arms to the bullpen. They might not because they want optionality. Remember, something very important to the Philadelphia Phillies right now, I've heard this from multiple places, is the fact that they can bring in players either via trade or via signing, waivers, something like that, that have minor league options, that are able to be moved, that give you roster flexibility. That is one of the biggest concerns of the Philadelphia Phillies if they're bringing in any player at any position right now. So that's something to focus on. Keep in mind about that. But let's look at the guys who are here. Obviously, the biggest question about the bullpen as a whole is, will the Philadelphia Phillies have a true starter in 2024? There have been rumors about Kenley Jansen, currently with the Boston Red Sox, potentially being on the trading block and the Phillies being a team that inquired. 
I don't think that that's going to happen, but I believe that it's a possibility. Like, I don't think that's completely far-fetched. I just don't know that that is going to be a move that Dave Dombrowski wants to make. He seems very comfortable with not making big moves. Kenley Jansen, all-star last year. I'd imagine that would qualify as a big move. But that's that would be an interesting one. Um, when I look at who you have in-house, I really would like to see Jose Alvarado get a shot at that. The tough thing is he's your best lefty reliever. And just locking him into the closer position and just saying, you're our closer, you've got the ninth inning, every time we're close, it takes him away from other spots where he may be more valuable. So I'd almost rather have it be your second best lefty or second best righty. But Jeff Hoffman was really dominant last year. Would you put him at closer? I don't think I'd want to move him from the role he was in last year. Orion Kirkering, We'll talk more about him in a second. Too young to take on that responsibility. He's just got to work at becoming a major league pitcher first before you put him as the closer of the team. Like, no. And then who else could it be? I don't have faith in Sir Anthony Dominguez. Gregory Soto was that guy in Detroit before he got traded here this past offseason, back in 2023, I should say. But he hasn't looked all that good, at least through his first year in Philadelphia. So, I don't know. It could be closer by committee. That seems to be the way they're going about it right now. Uh, We'll see what Rob Thompson's philosophy is on that further down the line. But I'm very interested to see how they handle the closer role. We might not tell from the games because the games they're just going to get work in, right? For the bullpen, Rob Thompson talks about, like, the things he wants to do. He wants all of them to have a dirty inning, which means you come in with runners on base. It's not just clean. Seventh inning starts, you got new batters. So, Everyone's going to get one of those. Uh, he wants them to get the opportunity to pitch in clean innings as well, uh, throw in different type of scenario, tight games, not tight games, simulated at-bats, real games against other teams. Like, There's a lot of things where he has to evaluate pitchers, so you got to give guys different opportunities in different spots. And that doesn't mean that uh, those guys are going to be in those spots come regular season. You just have to try everything in spring training. So I wouldn't put too much stock into what you're seeing about like who's got the eighth inning, who's got the ninth inning. And, uh, yeah, it, I, I don't think there'll be a true closer on the Philadelphia Phillies in 2024. If I had to guess, it'll be a combination of Alvarado, Hoffman, Sir Anthony Dominguez, and um, I don't even know. It might just be those three. So it's two righties and a lefty. I'm trying to think of another uh, – maybe Soto as well. Soto might get a chance there too. But, yeah, I don't see anyone else. I don't see Strom getting it. I don't see Kirkering getting it. I just – it's a very modern bullpen. I don't like the modern bullpen setup. I like to find roles. I like guys knowing I'm the setup man. I'm the closer. I'm the lefty specialist. I'm the long relief guy. I like when players know their roles. Folks don't do it anymore at the major league level. Like It's just not as prevalent as it was when I grew up. So maybe this is old man yelling at clouds, but we'll see how that plays out. I think the Phillies have plenty of talent in the bullpen. Uh, another question about the bullpen. What's going on with Orion Kirkring? Like, what is he going to bring? It seems that he's going to be a member of this team, and spring training hasn't even started yet. So he'd have to implode in spring training to not be on the opening day roster. He's earned that, I think, based on his performance last year and his rise to the majors. But he's going to have to have a big spring. We get to see, now that we know who he is, multiple innings of Orion Kirkring to say, okay, what has he worked on? What has he learned from his time? in the majors this past year and in the NLDS and in the NLCS. What is he going to have to improve upon as he works through spring? 
He could be an X-factor pitcher. He's got some really good stuff, great velocity, great slider. And you say, okay, if he can work that one-two into great major league combo pitching, that's a huge asset in the bullpen. So that's going to be a big question. How does a Ryan Kirkering progress? I'm not expecting too much from the kid. I mean, like, he's still very, very young. But I'm expecting to see a little bit of different comfortability with pitching at this level. So we'll see how that is in spring training. Mainly with the bullpen, I'm just also looking at who gets brought in still, if there's any other roster moves to be made. But those are some of the big bullpen questions. Obviously, the big catcher question is, how does JT Romito look as far as health is concerned, as far as durability is concerned? Is he going to be able to play 155 games this year? Like, does he look solid enough at the plate that we can trust him? Or is Garrett Stubbs going to have to play more time because JT's starting to drop off due to age? Like, as long as JT's healthy, that's the key. Keep him in basically bubble wrap and hope he doesn't get ejected for holding his hand out to catch a baseball and then just having to move it at the wrong time. <laughs> you guys remember that from last year? Uh, that was something else. Uh, and then just a couple other things to keep an eye on. So, the non-roster invitees for 2024. I'm just going to read you through the pitchers and catchers here, but there are a couple of interesting names on here. Mick Abel's going to be in spring training. Griff McGarry's going to be in spring training. Those are two of the top starters that we've been hearing about for years. It'll be great to get a chance to see what they look like. They are starting pitching depth for the Phillies this year. I don't know that we'll see them at the major league level. The hope is, knock on wood, that we don't, because that would mean that the Phillies stayed very healthy in the arms department at the major league level, but you could need them this year. So seeing what they look like would be interesting. And then when you look at the uh, the catchers, uh, Aramis Garcia, uh, Cody Roberts, and Williams Simonette, those are the guys that are going to be non-roster invitees. I mean, you'll also see Rafael Marchand, who's uh, probably the top like prospect-ish catcher in the Philly system. So Maybe there's an heir apparent to JT Romito down there. Maybe you got to make a move. But those are some of the non-roster invitees to keep an eye on as well. Uh, that's basically what I'm watching when uh, spring training, well, pitchers and catchers spring training, begins tomorrow. I'm super excited about it. I can't wait to just, like, see the videos of them down there walking around, even if it's in, like, just bullpen jackets or shorts or long sleeve like, no, I just want to see, like, Zach Wheeler throw a baseball. I just want to see a Ryan Kirkring slider. Like, I'm so jazzed up about pitchers and catchers reporting. We are a day away from being there, and hopefully those storylines give you a little bit of uh, framing for what you should be watching for ahead of the pitchers and catchers report day of February 14th, 2024, which is tomorrow. You know what that means. If we're one day away from pitchers and catchers reporting, and the 19th is when the rest of the team reports. That means we're 44 days away from opening day. And we've got a countdown going on of the best players in Philly's history to wear those uniform numbers by day. So we'll get the number 44 best player in Philly's history coming up as we wrap up Locked on Phillies. All right, let me tell you about my friends over at FanDuel. You can get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams. So you can have quick bets, just quick options right there on the home screen when you open the app. You can do live same-game parlays. So let's say, for example, for the Sixers, Maxi's going off. 
I'm going to take his over in points. You can do that live and you could parlay with it the Sixers to win and then you'll be all good to go. Make some money there. Exclusive props you won't find anywhere else and so much more. I mean, futures, money lines, spread, all that type of stuff you can find on FanDuel. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. All right, the opening day countdown's here, and it is 44 days until the Phillies open up at home the 28th of March against the Atlanta Braves. It'll be a fun series to start the season, and we're, again, 44 days away. So I got to go through number 44s today and see who the best is in the history of the Philadelphia Phillies. We're kind of still in that weird zone where – you might not have some great players at those positions. You might not be able to uh, pick someone who is like an all-time great. We've actually been pretty lucky with some of the some of the numbers, but I'm looking through here and I'm just trying to find. Uh, Dick Ruthven is a name that, like, he is a name you'll remember if you're from back in the day. I don't know how many people listening to this or still around I'll just say I remember when he played for the Philadelphia Phillies he was number 44 from 1978 to 1983 you'd have to be yeah I mean well whatever maybe I'm underestimating how recently that is uh but Dick Ruthven was a really good player I mean Vicente Padilla were uh, 44 uh who are some other great ones uh we've got oh man listen to this recent list of 44s Brandon Workman for the 2020 Phillies, Matt Beerling in 2021, Matty Carshield, Kyle Gibson from 2021 to 2022, and our guy Jake Cave this past year. It's not going to be Jake Cave, I'll tell you that. I I could go with Dick Ruthven, but I think I'm going to have to go with a guy that pitched from 2010 to 2011 here because he was just, I mean, a really, really good player. He was a three-time All-Star he was an NL Championship game MVP, unfortunately not here. Um, yeah, sorry, NL Championship Series MVP. He had the best ERA in baseball for a year. I'm going Roy Oswald. He was part of the four aces. You remember him, Halliday, Hamels, Lee, and then Joe Blanton just kind of was hanging out back there. But Roy Oswald was part of that era where you, unfortunately, you didn't run into anything, but he was part of one of the greatest Phillies teams of all time, at least based on the regular season. So, I'm going to give it to Roy. I'm also biased because of my age, and uh, I remember watching Roy pitch, and I remember thinking how cool it was, the dude that was barely six feet, 190 pounds, threw gas. Like, okay, great. I'm used to only, like, tall dudes throwing it like that. So uh, I'm very comfortable with that being my pick for best number 44 in Philadelphia Phillies history. If you disagree, let me know in the comments. Let me know who you would have picked. Tomorrow, it's 43. And as we get further out of like the pitchers and relievers numbers, we'll get to some more guys that you'll recognize a little bit more. And my choices will get tougher. But that's a good thing because that means we're getting closer to opening day. Remember, tomorrow, we've got pitchers and catchers reporting. So I'll try and give you a little bit of news from down in Clearwater if anything breaks on tomorrow's episode. It's also Valentine's Day, so we're going to do a special episode based on the holiday about things that you love uh, with the Philadelphia Phillies. So a fun episode, again, planned for tomorrow. Hopefully you enjoyed today's. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So thank you so much for checking us out. And please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that great stuff. I really appreciate everyone who's done that and everyone who's going to. Uh, That's all for today's episode, so thank you so much for checking us out. I will talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked on Phillies.